it's like people who want to go see where like basically their tours of cities are like based on like murders and right stuff. Yeah. right yeah i grew up in south florida so even if you didn't seek that out most towns had that <laughs> component. true true That's like so just true. going to the everglades mm-hmm. had the understanding that there was someone's girlfriend tossed in the brush Absolutely. or something that like that. That might be a bit of a mindset because I do think every time I'm in your apartment, I'm like, someone probably did die here just because of the sconces. The like sconces. the sheer <laughs> Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you into ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab <laughs> <What do> boys- <laughs> a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? There we go. Hey, Con. How are you? I'm good. Um, Our king is born. <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy holidays. Um, do you have any boys clubs you saw? Yeah, my dad. For Christmas, he got a drone. Oh, that's a good one. So drones, it turns out, don't just drop bombs. They also take photos. And <laughs> he got a They're drone. also for middle-aged men in the suburbs. So he's like, um, for the boys who have, who have kept up, he also has like a television mounted outside to the side of our home. Which I'm still waiting to see. That he you sent uh, me one it, picture, but I really want like a full video experience. Oh, Next time you're home, I actually want you to FaceTime me and show me the whole house. What I think I could maybe even get you is actually like a drone video. <laughs> True. Yeah. Now we can get a drone shot. So I feel like his toys are expanding. His toy collection is expanding. The chest is going to be full. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know what we, what he's going to use it for. He took a picture of our house from the sky. Yeah. And so that feels like it's it. But I don't know. There might be other things. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't have a lot of familiarity with drones, other than people who do like high end or high quality like video production of like a like wedding. Want to get weddings? Yes. You know, is he looking to get into that? I don't know, but I was thinking. I was like, I hope he does drone my wedding. Sounds crazy the way it's like that. <laughs> that he does video take my father wedding. drones gay son's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is going to be a really beautiful vulture article. Yeah. But um. It's it's funny to to see your dad want anything in this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. So like, cause he doesn't really express want. Like he's no, a pretty minimalist don't. guy. Yeah, I always say the Leonard Skinner song. He is a simple man, and then I'm free bird. And <laughs> but he doesn't like ask for much. But he sure. like explicitly wanted this drone. Yeah, to take pictures. That was like my dad for Christmas. So I had got some Carhartt pants. I don't know, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and he came up. I, whatever the last time he was here, I had the Carhartt pants, and he, or maybe when I went home for Thanksgiving, I had them on, and he was like, "Oh, those are awesome. Those are really great pants. I got to get myself a pair of those next time I come up." And I was thinking, I was like, "They sell Carhartt online if you want to just like order them for yourself." <laughs> but like, yeah. Yes. And so then I, he said it so many times that I was like, "This is great. I'll buy him these for Christmas." And I did, and he was so excited. And I was like, "Wow, it, it is rare to see a dad be earnestly excited about a gift yes, to show joy." Yeah, and want. And then I always feel like whenever my dad is excited about something, I feel there's an inherent sadness because I can just see him losing it. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's going to be so sad when his drone gets stuck in a tree. <laughs> I'm already sad about it. Well, good news for him is that he could probably afford to get a new one. It's funny that masculinity... How much do drones even cost? I don't know. I'm going to ask A couple hundred, probably? I don't know. My mom's doing really well, so it could be a lot or a little. So who knows? Yeah. But I... I all... 
I feel it's funny to watch masculinity play out in a way that isn't toxic. No one ever talks about not toxic masculinity. Yeah. So he's using his masculinity to make art, and that's kind of nice. Yeah. It reminded me of this time when I was a child, and we went to the beach, and there was a hurricane, and we all had to stay inside, but my dad really wanted to see the hurricane live. Mm-hmm. So he, like, walked out to the beach to watch the hurricane, like, to, like, live in the hurricane from the beach. And I feel like the part of him that wanted to see destruction in front of him is the same part that wants to take pictures from the trees. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes straight men will do things where you're like, wow, they really don't have enough danger in their day-to-day lives. Yes. They seek it out in such yeah. a crazy way. Like, we were watching that documentary last night about the dark tourism. Yes. And those guys, like, went into that, I like, radioactive, that. like, pool, and I was like, don't you just feel, like, I feel enough danger as a person living in the world. I don't mm-hmm. need to seek that out. Yeah, I am so glad you brought Dark Tourism up. <laughs> That's another boys club. Did you feel safe when they stopped talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and started talking about the JFK assassination? Absolutely. Because it felt like like it's like we could die like the Jeffrey Dahmer victims, but we're not going to get assassinated in Dallas. You we know got I mean? really famous if we got assassinated. Yeah, and then we'll be immortalized <laughs> and then people will go and see where we were murdered. In, but it won't be in Dallas. Right. Do you think in Dallas when it happened they were like, okay, we're going to make a lot of money off tourists for the rest of our time here. I don't know if they thought about that immediately, but it was interesting. It was, yeah. Um, Wait, I have two boys clubs. Good. Well, three, really. So the dark tourism was one of them. The second one was, so yesterday we were sitting in Maddie's living room, and and they had those, uh, like... The cardboard rolls, like the yes. long cardboard rolls. Where did from, come from? From a wrapping paper. Oh, yeah. And I picked one up and I gave you one and we started hitting each other with them. Yeah. Which I, and it was funny to think, and like the, it was like Jesse and Maddie were sitting there not doing anything, just like watching us hit each other with these. Ugh. And I was like, oh, this is so funny because like, we're all like, I feel like all four of us have a decent balance of like masculine and feminine energy in us, yeah. but there is something about the fact that both of us had some socialization as boys, and yes. we were just like, we know how to like, we're just gonna get up and hit each other with these. Yeah. It was funny. I was like, oh, it's fun. Wait, okay. Here's what's wild: is that in your mind you're like, these are the boys that are sparring, and in my mind I was like, we're like the Parent Trap twins fencing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was funny because like obviously like you have had a boyhood and like it was just interesting yes. because like you don't necessarily like I saw in you that there was like this instinct where you're like I've been in this situation before and I know what to do I have had a boyhood no that you was know what so I mean, beautiful though? the way you said that yes that was beautiful <laughs> yeah you have had a boy that was yeah that's true yeah I'm trying to think back when I was a- I mean when I was a kid we definitely it's funny because like I had like the bell dress obviously mm-hmm. but the and Barbies but then there was also swords right and never guns because my parents were kind of like progressive on that they were like yeah. no guns ever not even water guns but they, for the liberals, but they, we had like swords and shit to <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I don't know, to fight each other. Yeah. Anyway, so that was one of them. And then the other one, which we were all talking about before we got on the pod, is people who got engaged or announced pregnancies during the holidays. I just never, I mean, obviously like with the pregnancy, like sure there is a window of time that things cooking, so you got to tell at some point, but it's just like, I don't know, there's so much to compete with with the Christmas spirit and the holiday time. It's like, why not pick a month where nothing's going on? Yeah, it's like you could have made January or February interesting and instead you chose to make Christmas mm. a yeah. you. Or even like, I don't know, when nothing's going on. Like, like most of the year. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin got married in February and I think that that was actually a really smart time to get married because it's like, yeah, this is a really sad time. Yeah. Then now we get to celebrate marriage. Yeah. And look nice. I was I was talking to some of my friends from college and our, like, college teammates from my uh, team in school, and I think, like, 75% of the people I... Not 75%. Quite a few of them are married or engaged. Oh, now. my. It's crazy. They're 25. I know. I mean, a lot of them is, are people that were older than me. Yeah. But, like, 
Only like a year older than me. Are they happy? Still. I don't know. I'm sorry. Is anybody happy? I feel like I was actually walking around. <laughs> I was walking around yesterday. Happy. No, I was walking around yesterday in other people's clothes. Shout out. Greatest place if you haven't been. And um, I was walking around and they were playing this music and I was just like, I'm having the best time. And I was like, I really do think I'm just a happy guy. Like my baseline is pretty excited to be alive. Okay. Yes. But you also worked pretty hard to be happy. I guess that's true. You took risks. I put some, I had some long years of not being myself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Wait, that, but also, like, you're a comedian who you used to be a paralegal. Mm-hmm. You took risks, you took jumps. Mm-hmm. I think, <clears throat> oh, this, we're gonna get really, this is very early on the pod, <laughs> we're gonna get deeper. It is hard because I feel like so many people you see and you're like, oh, here, okay, here's what I'll say. So I was thinking through Christmas. Every Christmas, the thing that I'm doing is vast, for the last eight years, mm-hmm. has been crazy different than the thing before. Like, one year I was in college, the next year I was in Teach for America, the next year I was working at that shitty startup, the next year I was just laid off from another shitty startup, the next year I had a different job that I had then left, and now I was working full-time because I finished instructor, blah, 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 like every single year it's like right. a dramatically different thing. Your 20s. Yes. Is that true, though? I don't think that's true for everybody. I mean, some people, I think, lock it down and do one yeah. thing, but I think other people, especially when you're in a creative field, it's very normal to have like a different side hustle yeah you gotta fight for that and then you yeah it's so funny that, and then you think back on all these different parts of your life and you're like how was i even happy back then when i didn't have all these other things and it's like yeah but you were happy in some way yeah but i think the most frustrating thing is when is not frustrating but it's like oh that's so sad is when people get kind of like trapped into this thing like life that they're like scared to jump from and it's like yeah. just jump just jump we're all gonna be dust that's we're all I'm, infertile yeah it makes me nervous <laughs> we're infertile. that's why it makes me nervous when people get married really young i'm like i hope that that's what you want truly because it feels like it's a really serious thing to lock you into a certain life and a certain yeah. place and especially if you have kids and i just like mm-hmm. i worry i know how much i my wants and needs have changed with the, even in the last like year or two and i'm like oh my god if i was locked into a life that i didn't i don't know it just feels like a lot yeah Oh my yeah. god. Anyway, and on, on that, that note, <laughs> boys, our guest this week is a seriously great friend of the pod. Uh, she was on our show in September? October? Yeah. September? Yeah, our September show. Um, like she's a hilarious so comedian. You can catch her around town. Boys, please welcome Bridget Foley. Hi. Welcome, Bridget. I'm I'm so great. I'm already so warmed by this conversation. Are you? We talked about we talked about um, the uh, engagements and and all that stuff in the yes. holidays. Um, are you familiar with dark tourism at all? No. Okay, I don't so think we watched this documentary yesterday that is about basically people go to like where it was like following like where the Dahmer killings were was M- one of them, and M- then like Minnesota, was seeing it like Milwaukee? the JFK. It's like people who want to go see where like. Basically, their tours of cities are, like, based on, like, murders. It's right, not, yeah. right. Yeah. I grew up in South Florida, so even if you didn't seek that out, most towns had that <laughs> component. True, true. That's like, so just true. going to the Everglades, mm-hmm. like, even just on, like, an airboat tour, you had the understanding that there were, like, that there was someone's girlfriend tossed in the brush Absolutely. or something that like that. That might be a bit of a mindset because I do think every time I'm in your apartment, I'm like, someone probably did die here just because of the sconces. Disconces. Like the <laughs> 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 Well, so the thing about Florida and like the Everglades and where uh-huh. I grew up in Savannah too, like there's all that marsh yeah, and the mud and like the rivers and it's like a really biodiverse ecosystem there. Yes. So like if a body goes... <laughs> Connor's stifled at the word biodiverse ecosystem. Okay, well, because so then if a body were to be placed in there and like decompose, there's so much going. Like it'll really decompose an environment like that. Totally. It's like so, it's a kind of like a for anybody looking to. It's even progressive. <laughs> it's fighting climate change. Yeah. Toss a body in the marsh. the marsh. Do your part. Yeah. Damn let it. the crabs eat away. 
Because I grew up in South Georgia. We had, um, what's it called? Uh, Coastal Ecology Camp. We talked about that before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you just like kind of learn about shit like that. Do you find that when you talk to people that didn't grow up in a place like that with that kind of environment that they know less about animals and plants? Probably. I feel like I'm, I'm naming animals and stuff that a lot of people don't know and I don't sure. realize. I'm like, oh, not everybody was like taken to the Keys or yeah. like all these different environments yeah. as like, you know, a, a part of their education. I definitely feel like my knowledge of like like random wildlife and like fish yes is yeah. certainly like superior probably just because i superior not superior in a way that i <laughs> learned it i was just exposed to it i didn't seek it out you know right yeah um what was the other one? Oh, it was also like the jfk assassination and that was funny because there was one guy who was like i'm all about the facts my tours are nine hours long and the other guy was like mine are 15 minutes and it's all like it's just for the, for the show <laughs> and they beef and i was like that's so wow. funny Actually, that reminds me, I work doxing myself. I work at the Oculus, which is like the mall yes. they built on 9 11. <sighs> so I see every day when I go into work, there's both like museum sanctioned tours and then just guys that are yeah. like doing the tours just on their guys. own. And the things I like the overhear. Yeah, I like overhear about like the timeline of that day or like the random things they like make up and i'm like that's not true and Dude. this is a family from europe that's paying for that yeah and they're hearing bullshit there's <laughs> gotta be there's gotta be like QAnon tours don't you think absolutely Wait, but where would they go oh to places school like board 9/11. meetings <laughs> or but shit like that maybe even the jfk assassination because isn't jfk like a big part of their like whole thing that know. that Robert Robert Kennedy Robert is. Kennedy is Wherever it Junior or down. just Robert some is it Junior or just Robert the Kennedy one. the hot one the they 90s. believe that he's not actually deceased right, that he's were, among like, them died in a plane crash Wait, yeah it's like a, a Jesus thing now? of sorts it, that's mm-hmm. part of QAnon is believing that there will be a great storm that will take the um, conspirators out of the federal government that were conspiring the cabal the cabal. The cabal mm-hmm. against Trump. And then randomly part of it is that Robert Kennedy isn't actually dead. Yeah. Like he's still here with us. Bridge, does walking by the 9-11 thing every day kind of mess with your psyche a little bit? I'm walking by the site. I mean, I've all the part of Florida where I grew up, it was a lot of New York transplants. Mm-hmm. Um, like my parents were born and raised in New York and they moved down there. So I was always like really abreast of like 9-11 commemoration. But I think... What freaks me out more than walking by the site every day is seeing the kinds of people in, like, their Old Navy, like, flag t-shirts that pay so much money to come to New York and want to incorporate that as part of their vacation. Yeah. That's what disturbs me. Isn't the actual, like, site, it's more like, who the fuck are you people? And why do you want to come here as part of your day? I went there once by accident because I had to go to the Apple store. That's what a lot of people say. (laughs) Kind of the Oculus slowly but surely. I think Apple wants the entire Oculus to be an Apple store. I mean, the structure of the Oculus looks like an Apple product. Yeah, it looks like if you were in the beginning of like, like a animated movie where you went to like, 
It looks a like where the hyenas world. live in Lion King. It does look like that too. It is but if you were like, but it was yeah. like if you were like just learned of this like mythical like futuristic world, and they're like, welcome to the Oculus, and it, yeah. <laughs> it is very like futuristic and like. Tessa buzzing. Bell once said that being in there is like living inside a laptop. Yeah, and that you is. are a one and a zero. Yeah, walking around in there. That's very true. That's yeah. a crazy place. I feel like when we were growing up. I, it was before a time where, like, you were, I don't know, like, I feel like only just recently are you allowed to really be, like, publicly anti-American or anti-the U.S. government. I remember growing up and having, like, American flag stuff for the 4th, like, really celebrating the 4th of July. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I, I, and even into, co- like, when I first got to college, I think because I came out of, especially because I came out of the South, I feel like my, like, pro-America, like, doctor i don't know i feel like i definitely had like a lot of that in me that i like slowly like was like oh this is stupid and i was like indoctrinated as a child but the only u.s merch i would ever wear would be u.s women's soccer jerseys and stuff like that that's the only thing i would wear of like united states i would wear u.s women's gymnastics leotard okay great and that's it yeah it's true like the american flag is like actually just like a scary it's like a scary symbol now. It's changed. I mean, it definitely makes you, like, if you see somebody that has one on their car or something, you're like, well, that's not a safe person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My, um, town had a 4th of July bike decorating Mm -hmm. contest we did that too as kids yeah Yeah, and my mom was always generally for every holiday was like the decor queen Mm -hmm. and she was like we have to win (laughs) and i did win two years in a row hell yeah the fourth of july bike decor contest in parkland florida we used to do that too we would have that every 4th of July. We'd meet right before the pool, and we would, like, decorate them, and then we would drive down, like, ride our bikes down to the community pool. On the 4th of July, we used to go watch fireworks, and we would get glow sticks and wear mm-hmm. them on our heads, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Gone are the days of that. <laughs> yeah. It's over. First of all, I'm not going to go see fireworks in a crowd. No, I, I like how you do it in New York where they're kind of going off everywhere. And, you like can always and you're just on the roof. Yeah. You don't have to go to them. They come to you. And yeah. they're in every direction. You can see them anywhere. It's like being in a planetarium. Yeah. yeah. Like when you look up and you see the entire... And sometimes you're even higher up than the fireworks and they're coming up at you, which is a crazy thing about New York. Yeah. I think I'm extremely anti-crowd. And I don't know if that's... I don't think Me it's too. a COVID thing or a social anxiety thing or what I think it there is. are many. I, I think being anti-crowd and loud noise is a very normal... Agreed. point of view very so, normal safe mm-hmm. when opinion. i was like a teenager i always wanted to go to the mall on black friday to get the sales and my yes. dad was like fucking loser and like <laughs> i'm now I'm, like, said to you. Yes. He's, like fucking fairy going to the mall, <laughs> going to the mall to like Don't. bathroom you go kiss your boyfriend in the bathroom cunt anyway <laughs> my father is very pro-gay pro-gay very pro-gay yes and he but now I feel like he, we kind of like have met on that one. And I'm like, but then I ended up at the mall kind of by accident on Black Friday. And it was like truly by accident. Right. And I was like, this is my personal hell. Like I was like having a mental breakdown there. Like it was just like, oh, crowds of people just like, oh my God, it was bad. Yeah. That's how I feel like even, I went to Soho the day after Christmas. And I feel like Brooklyn was very quiet the day after Christmas because mm-hmm. like people were just like not around, but tourists were like flooding Soho because you're not yeah. going to visit Brooklyn and go to like. Bedford Ave. Thank God. Yeah. At least like, not yet. No. Yeah. We have Can you imagine soon years. in like 10 years, there will probably be a <sighs> Bushwick tourism board 
Mood Ring will be a so. nationally designated <laughs> park. Oh. And it'll be a whole, there will be walking tours and flags. The only thing that could make Mood Ring worse is there were tourists there. I feel like when NYU kids go there, that's that's tourism. True. And you feel it. I haven't gone there in a very long time. No. We tried to go there over the summer, and then there was a cover, and I was like, Fuck And then we went that. to Casa Maya. Is that next Is that door? what it's called? It was so fun. Lisa's going to write in and be like, you're calling it the wrong name, and it's problematic. It's called Casa Some Other at Second Word. Okay. We'll look it up. <laughs> we'll look it up. Hookah boy. Um, <laughs> should we start asking questions? What's a boys club that you're not in? Like I'd love to just talk and stumble upon the boys club. Do, do can we go non-linear? Yeah. I don't want to fuck with your format. But I can't think of a good one right now. That's fine. So let's just wait. I can mosey around and maybe that. I'll think of one. I've, I've definitely... I know the questions, and mm-hmm. I, when I think of a good answer, I look at me. I'm asking for like. Well, bam. Test accommodations for the podcast. I just want to say that this is my... Can I get 90 extra minutes and then I'll pencil it in at the end? Our secretary our secretary was fired and did not send Bridget the questions and, mm-hmm. and it was me. And I'm so sorry. Oh, this is reminding me because we were talking about where I work. A boys club I'm not part of is being a man buying a gift for my wife. <laughs> yes. Wait, that's a good one for the holidays. Yes. I, I work retail and I work... Um, for a fancy soap store mm. it's if you maybe some of you are familiar we, with this hand wash it comes in a big brown bottle often heavily found heavily Girl. featured in gay men's restrooms and michelin star restaurants okay. is where you'll find Great. the soap that's where i work and every year during the holidays a man comes in who's been with a woman for like two decades and hasn't asked her a question once <laughs> when i hooked up with a guy yesterday that had Congratulations. Was it real soap or was it the, or was it like dial soap in a bottle? You had to call at 6am this morning with the Middle East. What? Okay. Who are you dating? (laughs) That's a a red fucking flag. If he had to call somebody at 6 No. No. Connor, you are never going to have the type of relationship you want if you're dating guys that have to get up at 6am and call the Middle East. That's a green flag. No. You know what that means he has connections and money. That's not a green flag. But those kind of connections. <laughs> you can get that shit yourself. You know what you can get yourself? Money. Wait, do you want to know something? Fucking slay. What you just said is actually a slay, and I completely you forgot who I was for 12 hours. No, this You're guy, right. Connor, I'm... you may end up being used as like collateral. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you don't want to. Yeah, I don't need to be You don't want to be kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. Okay, actually, that is beautiful, and I do agree with that because I've always. It's funny, like, I've. I always thought it was so hot to like the idea of like marrying a teacher. It's the hottest thing in my mind. I did. date so many. I don't seek them out, but I find out like after the f- second or third date that they either are or used to be a teacher. So many of the I women think that's I date. Very queer, I think that's uh, like, and I feel like it's a very queer job. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. My dad, for example. But I do think that <laughs> it's like. I don't know, like, I always imagined that I would have a brownstone, but I never imagined that I would marry rich. Like, I always thought that I would do it myself, you yeah. know? And you right. can. That's very Carrie Bradshaw of you. just reminded me of that. Yeah. As you pointed the tootsie at me. So, regardless like, oh, yeah, of right. your Middle East calling boyfriend, back to the soaps. Yeah, so guys come in, and they're like, I need a gift for my wife. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> be quiet. And I'm like, okay, well, what is she like what is she interested in and and they're always just like she likes lotion 
You got any lotions? You got any smelling stuff? No idea and what she And every wants. year, we overuse the term emotional laborer to, mm -hmm. like, apply to, like, sending multi-paragraph texts to, like, someone you slept with twice. But mm -hmm. I do real emotional labor during <laughs> my job of walking men through these purchases. Yeah. And gaslighting them into spending $100 more than they Good. wanted to. Good for you. Yeah. Good for it's you. what they... It's what they deserve. I and I'm like, like, you've been with a woman for 15 years and you've never fucking opened the medicine cabinet and <laughs> took a peek at what's going on. Take yeah. a picture of it. I was going to say, especially now you just take a picture of it. Yeah, some guys come thing. in with that. They're just like, this is what she's got. Can you just give me one of all of those? Yeah. And show me the go. picture. That's, I mean, yeah, that's really not romantic at all. I know. To be like, I don't even know what scent she likes. I didn't, like, I don't know. Like, I think if you're in love with someone, either you get this thing that... They love, or there's a scent that you love, and you think it's opulent and beautiful, and you want the person that you care most about in the world to smell like it. Yeah. Well, a lot of guys come in, and they read me as someone who dates men, hmm. and they're like, well, what do you like a man to smell like? Ew. Oh, Christ. Wait. Oh, my God. You're being, so you're being And you say, I don't. That's <laughs> insane. You say, I don't. I like, like a man. man to smell distant, far away. <laughs> Bridge, that um, might be title of it. <laughs> as far Bridge. away as possible. Bridge, what's going when on? When people are inappropriate to you at work, I don't think that you should have to respond normally to them. Like, I, and getting... sometimes I don't. Good sometimes I don't. Sometimes yeah, they don't they're fucking messy. Well, sometimes with. I put the question back on them, and I think we actually get to some really beautiful discoveries together. Especially when a guy comes in looking for um, fragrance for mm -hmm. himself. Himself. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Because oh, we have fragrances at work too, and you and do. they come in and they're like, yeah, like, what's the most you know what's the most popular like men's fragrance or what men's fragrance do like women, mm. you know like what's a good man's fragrance? And sometimes I'm just like, well, what kind of a man do you want to smell like? Yeah. Okay, that's hot. And they can <laughs> and they and they're like, oh, I don't know, something clean, something or like I'm like. Do you see more citrus? Do you see more see more woodsy? Do you see spiced? Yeah. You know, walking them through. I think I've kind of helped men engage with their senses in a way they never have before. Bridge, which no lesbian should have to do. No, but you're fighting the good fight. I This is something that upsets me always is that, like, there's nothing more masculine than having control over your own version of masculinity. You mm -hmm. know? Like, to not know what you want to smell like. And to not know what you want to have on and your body. And in all fairness, I think a lot of men have been denied it. I don't Absolutely. think it's entirely all them conjuring mm -hmm. this rigidity for mm -hmm. themselves. I think oftentimes they've been, whether it's like their parents didn't like take them when they were growing up to yeah. like pick out their own products or stuff. Like having your own smells and textures yeah. that you like is something that if you're not introduced to it, mm -hmm. we don't always seek out for ourselves, right. men especially. Yeah. So I understand that whenever anybody comes in the store that I'm taking them sometimes on that journey for the first time. Yeah. And some some of these men have never been asked, what do you want to smell like? Yeah. It's something they don't... Even think about. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, because it's always like such a like, oh, that's like a wuss thing to like want to like... Yeah, know. and like, often they're just like, for I just like, want to smell like what a woman wants. Right. And that, and I'm like, well, that can be anything. Like, what brother, do you you're want? so much more than the female gaze. Right. Be your own man. Right. <laughs> oh, 
That's what straight guys are missing. It's like it doesn't all have to be for right. They're objectifying themselves. Yeah, oddly like enough, own guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, my take so on that's this. a boys' club. I guess I want to see in the world is yes. more men taking control and ownership and having independence and autonomy with how they want to smell and their routines and how they take care of themselves. I love that bridge. A boys' club I want to see in the world is men not denying themselves the pleasures of their senses. Yeah. Damn it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so I just started wearing makeup, but not all the time. But I think it's important to know your uh-huh. way around a thing of concealer. It wouldn't totally. hurt anyone. Because mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive about the bags under my eyes. Me too. Wait, have you ever tried the Ole Henriksen Banana Bright Eye Cream? No, but I'm literally going to finance it today. Yeah, it's Ole an Henri- eye cream. I know that name, Ole Henriksen. And it's like, you know, a lot of eye creams are like white or whatever. They're very translucent. Yeah. Well, this one has, um, it's a yellow eye cream and it has banana in it that helps it to... Like banana? It does. I it does smell like smell. banana and it has like vitamin C and it's really hydrating yeah. and dewy. But then also the, um, the banana in it it's kind of like a pigment the yellow kind of it's opposite on the color chart from like the purple of the yes. under eye so it it acts as like a little bit of a concealer Wait, that's like literally as well. fascinating. yeah and it's it's like 40 bucks which is like half the cost of a normal eye cream and it's so good is eye cream 80 dollars a lot of the times yes whoa i didn't know that that's nice yeah. for what it's worth neither of you have under eye bags in my mind nico i really nico. do nico Yes, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Both of your eyes look so normal. You see me. me the way oh that I want to be seen, and that's beautiful. And, <laughs> yes, but not the way I. Both of us are sitting here with like cucumbers <laughs> and like our. There's yeah. so many ways that you can have body. We're all in robes here. right now. This yes. <laughs> but I so um, but for Christmas I got like eyeliner and like all these like makeup things I've never had before. Just because I was like, wait, like we if you don't like something about yourself, you can just like contour it. I think that's fascinating, but men do, are never taught to do that. Men are taught mm. to just like kind of like show up however the hell you are, and it's like no, like you can you can create any version of yourself that you want. To yes, be you fair, can. they were given the opportunity to show up however they want and still get whatever right. for so they long. So they were like, yeah, why would we look good when we could look like? But that goes like back to anything. what we were talking about with like, you should want to look good. You should want to yeah. like how you look. You're gonna like the way I look. I guarantee it. I don't know if that is a yeah. And then if and if some a man who does is called like a metrosexual, which is Mm -hmm. so interesting because Mm -hmm. you know that's just a man. Yeah, there was honor in looking rugged and like you worked. And there are some guys that come into the store and they're looking for like hand cream or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I want my hands to be soft, but not too soft." Yeah. And I'm like, why? I guess they want a little bit of a ruggedness to it. Yeah. But that's also like its own variety of masculinity. Like you should be able to like also like. you know, there's ways to look more rugged and to like dress more rugged and yeah. you know, like Brad Pitt, right? Like just cream. wear overalls. Right. Don't have like chafed cuticles, bro. Yeah, like we can we can figure exhibit it out. Exhibit that in other ways. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This is our New Year's resolution episode. <laughs> yes, yes. Even though it comes out on January I, 9th. <laughs> well, it's I think I think you can make New Year's resolutions through the entire Agreed. entirety of Capricorn season. Agreed. Because okay. Capricorn is all about um, order, making lists, checking things off, setting okay, intentions. So I think New Year's do. resolutions can go all the way through the end of the month. Yeah. Let's do this. We're going to set our resolutions and then we'll check in quarterly. Okay. Okay. 
I'm gonna try to wear sunscreen. Okay, but well, that's yours too. That could be both of us. And I'm gonna try to get adult braces. So getting adult braces. What? Why? Because I want. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Just a sunscreen. Just a sunscreen. Your teeth are great. No, they're, they're you not perfect. You want braces on? I want perfect teeth. Connor, if you have braces, that's not gonna be a good look. <laughs> no shade to adult braces. That's not. Okay, fine. I need to wait. And you until... don't want one of those like Instagram ad like faux Invisalign like subscription service retainer things either. Those mm-hmm. are those are so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do this. Let's just do the sunscreen. Sunscreen and, and is a great And lifting four days a week for an hour. Okay. I feel like we already do that. Should we do that? I feel like resolutions should be a healthy mix yeah, of like practical goals and then something lofty mm-hmm. too. Something like I want to write for 15 minutes a day and then like another good New Year's resolution is like I want to ask more questions. Yeah. Or something that's like Wait, more that's ephemeral. So I had a good one. You know what I mean? HR. <laughs> you like ask more questions. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like when you meet someone and it's, I don't Wait, know. Yeah. I want to put... ask more questions. I want to ask more people what they're into. We put this one on our list yesterday. Okay. 2023 bucket list. See a Broadway show. Yeah. I'm like I live in this damn and city. I might as well go. Wicked. And it can be wicked. It can be wicked. It's going to be wicked. I just want to see more plays. I would love to see like a comedy play. Can someone send us tickets to Wicked? Adina Menzel, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. we want to go see Wicked. It's $116 a ticket. I'm going to ask you. Ask me anything. What is a boys club that you are are a part of? I'm sure a boys club? I guess, I guess you know, as a lesbian woman, I try and sit and think of things that I'm not a part of. <laughs> so now I'm actually like, huh, what am I invited to? What am I not ostracized from? <laughs> Wait, lesbian sex. Am I allowed to say that? That you think lesbian sex is a boys club? Yes. That I'm huh. not a part of. Because I think that my sex brand, and we've talked about this, is Invisible Ink Lesbians. Because it's like, well, I don't really know. Wait, can, what is, what, can you? Wait, can I describe it? You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. What is an invisible ink lesbian? I'm oh, curious. No. He doesn't know how to send messages with invisible ink. You ever do that feature on iPhone? No, I have no um, inhibitions or discretion. I'm not repressed at all. You- I send everything. <laughs> no, but, you know the, but you know the feature? Yes, I know the feature. So he doesn't know how to do it, so he'll type out invisible ink and then send what it is. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so now he's adapted to saying that. This is off the record. Yeah. It's my favorite feature because it's just like when you see invisible ink, you're like, oh, someone's saying this with like a bit of a twinkle in their eye or just like Ooh. a little like a hushed voice. And it's just like, it's just beautiful. It adds it's, a little pizzazz to yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going Nancy Drew mode. Yeah. I like it. I like so, it. I think that my, because as far as I can tell, like, it's less about penetrative sex. It's more about eye contact and kissing and tantric and finding new ways of exploring each other's bodies. And I think that that's a boys club. Okay. No. Is that wrong? <laughs> I think what you described sounds great, but it's not. Yeah, I, I that's what it can could be. be. It's not a one size I... fits all. That's what it should be. That's how lesbians should have sex. <laughs> well, I mean, we talked about this before. We, I think there was a, speaking of TikTok, there was a TikTok that said, um, I'm a gay man looking for a lesbian relationship. And I said, that's Connor. And by that, I just meant like <laughs> the kind of U-Haul-y, like, like, so, like so insular and like obsessed with each other kind yeah. of vibe. Which, again, is not all lesbians, but that is like one variety of U-Haul lesbians. And that often blows up, so... Yeah, I, I that's not that me. I think it's maybe, I think in part because my parents were very much like, 
independent and my mom was very independent mm-hmm. i'm like not into i i can't deal with like my ideal is kind of like you know how in i love lucy they had like the two separate like twin beds <laughs> that's kind of like yes. i i i the idea of you hauling to me is i have to have my own i have to have my own closet i yeah. have to have i like have the idea of having my own space yeah to retreat to right. it's necessary for me yeah and i and i can't I don't know. I'm I'm a very kind of like I'm not a very relationshipy person. Yeah. I feel like I'm always got like a wandering eye and looking for all the exits. <laughs> yeah. I feel and like I that... need my own space and my own independence. I I can't the idea of being completely enmeshed. I guess that's a boys club that I'm part of mm-hmm. is demanding autonomy and alone time and silence yeah yeah (laughs) that's a boys club all right there's a boys club that i'm part of there we go is that i need my space and my and my own thing i can't are you an infp i don't i don't i took that a long time ago yeah I i don't know what mine is i know my i know my astrology chart i i'm a virgo sun capricorn moon Virgo rising. So your moon's in season. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Which is why New Year's resolutions work for me yeah. a little bit because it's in line with my chart and, you know, goal setting and, you know, I don't know if I have any Capricorn in me, but I do love New Year's resolutions. It might, it could be somewhere further down. Mm, I have to look at my, chart. I have my co-star. But chart. I feel like. Get the Chani app. Chani's better. Chani's better? Chani's better. Okay. Well, co-star, really I think, is a little born. melodramatic, oh, frankly. they're copy on there it's so crazy it's, it's like, ridiculous it's like pizza's in and breakups are out it's like those can't be in the same no okay i don't know when i came into the world no one knows and who decides what is it when you were crowned well you... energy is neither created nor destroyed you've you been mean? here all along connor but don't you need to know the minute that you were born to figure out your actual chart no it can be by the hour I don't know that either. And I feel like when I asked my parents, they just kind of were like, I don't know, 1 p.m. And it was like kind of random. My mom knows exactly. My mom set an appointment for my birth, for my C-section. Oh, Oh, Just to kind of, and she's a Virgo too. Just how deep the Virgo goes in my my bloodline. Does she care about that? Care about? Like you, that you're a Virgo like she is. I don't think she intentionally like planned my birth. Okay. okay. Like my like my month. Your chart. Right, but in terms of the actual day. Do people do that? Okay, so here's what happened with me. I okay. was supposed to be born September 10th. That was supposed to be my birthday. Um, that was when my mom had an appointment to do a C-section because she didn't want to do natural birth. Mm-hmm. She was very adamant about that not happening unless it like just came upon her without right. choice. But then one day couple of months before she was out walking the dog visibly pregnant and someone stopped her to like interview her about it because that's what we do with pregnant women in this society you must be ready to give an interview right at any given time so this woman stopped my mom and she was like when 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 are you expecting and she was like oh september 10th and then this woman was like have her on the first what? she was an oracle and then she explained she and was she an was oracle. like what does that mean she well she basically was like September 1st is the cutoff date for school enrollment and you want your daughter to be the youngest in the class instead of the oldest in the class. Yeah. Because if she's the youngest in the class, she's going to appear mature for her age. Yeah. And if she's the oldest in the class, then she may appear 
like stunted, which I don't think isn't true. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Wait, it so made sense to my mother at the time. <laughs> no, I think she was. Well, that's the thing. My mom never saw this woman again in the neighborhood. Wow. So I think it. She might have an been an apparition. apparition. Yes. Jinx <laughs> <laughs> But my mom, like you know, she looked it up and, and she was right. That was the cutoff yeah, date for school enrollment. True. And so my mom moved up the appointment, and I was born September first, eight a.m. Wow. Right in time for school. Right in time. <laughs> right in time. The bell rings, <laughs> and I was so in. You the out there. Yeah, I was always the youngest and always the shortest. Me too. And the smallest. So I was born in October, but I was in New York. The cutoff is December first, so I was always. Mm. But then I moved to Savannah. Why is there a cutoff? And September was the cutoff. It should be like if you're ready to go. Just I go. know. I don't know. Some stupid other nonsense. But uh, when I moved to Georgia, I was the youngest because everybody was otherwise. Like September first was the the cutoff mm. there, so that everybody I was younger by like two months. Don't they say that if you want to be a hockey boy, that you should be the opposite, where you should be the oldest in the grade? Like, we're athletes. Sometimes we're I don't athletes, think my mom had yeah. that vision for me. Yeah. But the Oracle didn't speak to that the part. The Oracle did not speak to Whether or not Bridge would play hockey, hockey in Parkland, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, South Florida has a thriving hockey culture. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it's the, the ice skating rinks are really, um the Florida, the Florida Panthers are, oh, are a really duh. good team. And they had a, they have, there's a very, you know, an ice skating rink down there that's really decked out. And I had a birthday party there once. I got to ride on the Zamboni. Nice. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Do you know Ron DeSantis? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do I know him? (laughs) He's so scary. Do people in your town like him? Um, I mean, I don't really like. None of, like, my, like, school friends, like, my, you know, like, people our age like him, I don't think. Um, I think, unfortunately, a lot of Florida residents took to him because of the lax COVID protocols Mm -hmm. and, you know, economic things. Um, But I don't think, I think what we're finding out as he's trying to, like, piece together a presidential campaign is that he doesn't have the mass appeal or the sauce yeah. that, like, Trump had, yeah. frankly. Ron DeSantis isn't funny. Yeah. He's just, like, bizarre yeah. and really off-putting. Yeah. So I think he's not going to have that same cult of personality, even if people latch yeah. on to his more hateful policies or yeah, more conservative tendencies. He doesn't have pizzazz, <laughs> and he just, like... Yeah, I don't think he has any of the same he wasn't, showmanship. He didn't have a The Apprentice for 10 no, years. He wasn't a fucking no. celebrity. Like, Trump did have that element to him. It's funny that how he can be a star in his own pond and then maybe not have mass appeal, whereas it, I think people say potentially the opposite of Stacey Abrams. Abrams? Two S, S at the end? That she'd be a, I think the thing with Ron DeSantis is that a lot of people like him because they it. haven't heard him speak mm-hmm. versus I think with Trump, they saw him speak and then were just willing to mold their, yeah conform their acceptance to whatever policies came thereafter. I think with yeah. Ron DeSantis, it was the opposite where it was like the, the lifting of restrictions was what they latched onto and they didn't so much, you know, take to him mm-hmm. or at least that's my that's my that's my crude no that's understanding I, I'm, I believe it he's spooky as hell he is spooky you know who's spooky not to be anti-woman his wife 
Is it spooky as how Casey does it? She's spooky. Yeah. She is spooky. Wait, why is she so spooky? Do you know what I mean? There's something particularly spooky about Casey DeSantis. Boys clubs that I do want to be a part of, political wives. And that is my... That makes sense. I want for you for to you. change the types of jobs that you are interested <laughs> in. I like that you call that a job. The men you are attracted to. The jobs that yeah, they have. Yeah, you don't... I don't. They're gonna. They're not gonna produce. A good New Year's people. resolution for 2023. Connor, Jones? stop dating yeah. ops. Stop dating. Stop dating people <laughs> who have connections to calls in the Middle East. He anybody doing? Me, by the way. Anybody doing crypto? Anyone any, who knows any kind of classified information. Yeah, Connor, stop sleeping with them. Lawyers. Uh, really, anybody who has a suit that they do wear to work. Mm. I probably should date a pre-K teacher. Yeah, I think that'd be great. They're dope. They're accommodating. And like I... They're chill. They're chill. Will be the money. I've always known that about myself. That I would just have to be the money. And it doesn't... Yeah, it's all right. You don't need a rich man. You are a rich man. It'll all work out. It's going to be fine. Hey, you want to know something crazy? I truly believed my whole life that it would always work out. I was like, I just know that one day there's just a check that's going to come in the mail. And it was like, that's crazy. I always said my parents, I was like, is there a check coming in the mail? And they're like, no. And I thought they were kidding. (laughs) Then my aunt died, and like, and I got a big check in the a check mail. A check came in the mail? Yeah. When? Like, um, three years ago. Okay. She kicked. No, it was not. Like, it was, it was totally expected. She was really old. Sort of. But sure. She, she's one of those people, you know when someone dies and you're like, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's just someone who's just like generally unwell. Their time to their go. Their whole lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. The idea that lives are 80 years long, it's just like, that's a construct that we have. <laughs> Her she was hers was long enough. You know what I mean? How old was she? Rich. She was forty nine. Fifty, fifty one. She was not old a enough. A brutal life. A horrible. No, she was really old. Like it, no, like in a different way. I'm. We're gonna talk about all this because I made it really weird. But like she, <laughs> I don't know how to make it not sad. Okay. She was really sad. Okay. Okay. The only time I saw her happy was at the end when she was on like dope painkillers and shit this got really dark <laughs> so we're gonna have to cut all that and that's okay that's okay um are you mad at me i'm not mad at you at all i'm surprised that of out of all the people in this room that could have started talking about grief on the pod i i, I thought it was gonna be me <laughs> so a boys it wasn't you part of his grief yes i'm in that boys club too my dad's deceased and oh, i was thinking fuck. earlier when you were talking about like you just one up to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how's your dad? With well, his you were drone? talking about um, like dads buying like presents for themselves, and I was I was actually thinking today about when my dad turned fifty. He uh-huh. throughout his life he loved like speaker equipment. He was always buying like speakers so he could like erect a like mini stadium of sorts in his like Whoa. bedroom to watch movies with. He loved like heavy metal, so yeah. that was his thing and his pastime. Um, but when he turned fifty, he bought himself. A bright red electric guitar awesome. because he wanted to learn how to play guitar. And then another thing um, was that he was suddenly concerned about like crime in the neighborhood. Sure. And we lived in South Florida, so like everyone else on the block had like guns, but my like, you know, Yankee parents weren't about that. So, so yeah, my dad didn't buy a gun, he bought a nightstick. Okay. And he, he ordered a nightstick on Amazon. And when it came, my okay, another part of the story is that he. Is took, that like a baton? Yes, a baton. He took very heavy, like, sleep meds. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't 
I don't think he could wake himself up in the event of anything. So he came into the living room, like, with a nightstick, and my mom was there, and he was like, hey, like, my nightstick's here, like, now in the event, like, someone comes, like, this will be there, I'm gonna put it on my nightstand. And then my mom was like, what? So then the assailant can beat you with it? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. like, what is well, that going to do? you're, like, passed do? out asleep. Right, yeah. you're basically leaving, like, it's like leaving, like, you know, when there are weapons left on the ground and, like, RuneScape or, yeah. like, one of the online games. Yeah. That's basically what he, like, did. That's so funny. And then he, like, That's never so brought funny. it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, Bridget, we should plug your socials and anything else you want to plug? Yeah, I'm everywhere at Bridget M. Foley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in February, I'm going to launch my own show Hell that yeah. I'm going to solo host. Wait, good. Yeah. Wait, the way you said that was Wait good. You're like, good, great, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exciting though. At Purgatory, right? At Purgatory, um, date TBD, lineup TBD. Um, but the Did that show. Did Purgatory? No, it's, no, it's been, been around. Open. It's been around. I, I like think they reopened. Off. It is. It is. But yeah. Title of show is called Avant Giggle, like avant garde, but cute. for laughter. It's gonna be queer, experimental, fun combination of stand up and you know pushing people to do new things outside of their sets. <laughs> it'll <laughs> not <laughs> <any mean. laughs> You know that I'm on my way to Club Coming tonight to do my thing <laughs> eight months ago. <laughs> well, I'm also, it's a challenge for me too because yeah. I feel like I'm a very by the notebook person and I want to get outside of that and so creating this space for myself and everyone else is kind of you know, that's that's a boys club I would like to see awesome, in Bridge. the world. Oh, is I love this that. show February, I'm very excited about it. February next month. Next month from when this drops. It's going to yeah. be fun. I'm doing a photo shoot with Jen. Hell yeah. I'm going to look really fancy in the pictures, but you don't have to look fancy. You can come however you want. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to wear a gown. Amazing. I'm going to be there with my sunscreen on. Yeah. We'll be there. At night. That's time. just how bright the star power will be. You gotta wear sunscreen in there, absolutely, folks. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's Look. what's happening in February. Amazing. Exciting. We'll be, the, we'll be on the lookout. All right, we'll get out of here on a smooch on three. One, two, three. Mwah. Hey, boys. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda. That's C-O-N-O-R, panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.